much. Great to be here today. Is that band awesome? Come on, let's give it up. And uh, I, I know that uh, people choose worship sets, but I believe the Lord leads in choosing those worship sets. And uh, if you just remember some of the songs that they just led us in, it's so into where God's taking us today. So, um, Pastor Wes asked me to speak today. I'm honored to be here, thankful to be here. I asked him what I should preach about, and he said about 30 minutes. And then he said, and I really mean that. So um, I'm going to try to stay on time today. The good thing for you is, even though I have notes here, uh, at my age, there's a good chance I'm going to forget half of what I was going to say, so it'll you know shorten it up a little bit. But I do know that I'm going to speak to you today about detours on our journey. And um, you've heard the last couple of weeks Pastor West talk about this Christ life, this spirit-filled life, this life in a journey with Jesus. And it's an awesome journey. And most of you in here are believers, and most of you have known what it's like to be on the journey with the Lord. But most of us that are believers also knows what it's been like when we get detoured in our Christian life, right? Shake your head a little bit. I can't see your faces under those masks or with the lights, but uh, I, I want to say to you, I know about detours. Um, we raised four kids. Our kids are adults now, but I remember our eldest son went away to college up in Missouri, and he and two of his buddies, Matt and Tori, were coming home, and we expected them about six o'clock in the evening, and uh, this was before we all had cell phones. And uh, not there at 6, not there at 7, not there at midnight, not there at 2 in the morning. Got a little worried. They got there about 4 in the morning. And uh, what had happened is coming through Chattanooga, Tennessee, they missed getting on I-75 and ended up in Gulfport, Mississippi. And uh, that's called a detour, right? How many of you have had traffic detours? If you live in Orlando, we live in a traffic detour. I-4, what a mess. But I want to talk to you about a few kinds of detours today. So I think we have different kinds in our life. We have detours of our own doing. Would you agree with that, that sometimes we get ourselves off track? Uh, my freshman year of college, I went away to a Christian university that my dad uh, sent me to. And uh, by February, I had gotten kicked out and uh, went back home, life upside down. And I went through some years of detours of my own doing, uh, things that I had done to myself. I remember in ministry, we went over to Romania thinking in 1990 that we were going to have ministry over in Romania when they had overthrown communism there, Ceausescu's, if you remember, and you saw on the TV all of these kids uh, just in a, a plight, and we went over there and thought we were going to have ministry there, and every door was closed for us there, and, and uh, we got on the plane not having been able to do anything there. And uh, the, the detours happened in our life there. Um, perhaps some of you today, you're sitting here and you would say, I messed up. I messed up on my journey. Maybe you messed your job up and lost your job. Maybe you uh, messed your marriage up or your relationship that you've been in. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe the plans you've had, but, but you've hurt yourself. The reality is, though, some of us sitting in here today have been on a detour, and it's our fault. Then there's another detour. It's the detours of others doing. Detours that others have put us into. 
that have caused us to be there, the hurt and pain caused by others. Your life has been knocked off course, not because you did it, but because somebody did it to you. Somebody else may have cost you your job. Somebody else may have cost you your marriage. Somebody else may have cost you your relationship. Somebody else may have messed up the plans in your life, but but something has messed you up. There's been the pain of enemies, those who have sought to destroy you. Right when this church started, right when we started Hope Church in Winter Garden, I was going through with my family the very toughest time of my life, the toughest detour that I've ever been on. It wasn't my doing. It was the pain of others. It was having others that wanted to hurt or destroy. I know what it feels like to you today when others have done that. I thank God for this church when it started. This is where Don and I came and found in your beginnings our peace and and our encouragement and our our comfort from you. This church has always loved us well. And, And yet we understood the pain of being in a detour because of others. And then there's there's the detours in our life that aren't our doing and aren't caused by others, but they're just life's detours, like COVID-19. Would you say this is a detour? This is a detour that's going to affect everybody who lives probably in the world. This is a detour that everybody's going to be infected and affected in some way. And it's a fresh story. Don and I went to a restaurant Friday night that's been one of our favorites. And we went in there and sat down and we ate. And there was probably only about six tables of people in there. And, and we were talking about normally on Friday nights, there's a line outside that door all the way around the side of the restaurant. And it takes you 30, 45 minutes to even get in there in order to be able to sit down. And I looked at her and said, I wonder if this is the new normal. So we, we're living in a detour right now that, that's just life happens. Derek said in here today, I remember Derek, I, I don't remember how old you were, but we went to the Orlando Solar Bears hockey game. Our, our very good friend Kevin Smith uh, played one of the wingmen on the Orlando Solar Bears, and he had invited us to the game, and we'd gone down in there and seen the locker rooms and met the players, and we had a great seat, and we're sitting there, and during that game, uh, the, the coach told him to go and, and uh, face in the goal uh, to be in, in, in their goal so that he would move out of the way when the puck came so that they could score a goal. And the guy, when he flipped the puck, he hit Kevin in the eye. And in a few hours, we were in the hospital at Orlando Regional, and Kevin had lost his eye and lost hockey forever. What, what somebody tried to do to him, it wasn't what he tried to do to himself. I just want to say, detours happen, yes or no? Yeah, detours happen in our life. You know it, you see it, it's the reality. We get knocked off course. Some of us, we didn't get something because we didn't talk fast enough or we didn't, weren't smart enough. That would be me. We didn't get there soon enough. Our timing was off. We just had bad circumstances. But here's my question to you this morning. Has your detour become a dead end in your life? Have you you let your detour become a dead end? Have you quit on your spiritual journey? Say, I'm here today. You know what? A lot of people come to church, but they're still not on a spiritual journey. 
they're here, but they're not in it. They're just filling a chair. But I want us to take a few minutes, and I want us to read a few Bible stories, okay? Turning your Bibles to the book of Ruth. I want to read about people that got caught in detours for different reasons. And, and I want us to see how they responded to it and, and kind of see if we can find ourselves here in the pages of Scripture for just a few minutes. In, in Ruth chapter 1, it says, In the days when judges ruled in Israel, there was a severe famine that came upon the land. Maybe they were having a pandemic. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah left his home and went to live. The word live, if you want to circle that, in our Bibles it says live. What it really means is it's like a tent trip. It's a, the word live in the, in the Hebrew is a temporary dwelling. In other words, they weren't going to move forever. They were just going to go for a little bit because things were tough. It was just, just a temporary thing. So they, they went to live in the country of Moab, taking his wife and his two sons with him. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife was Naomi. Their two sons were Malon and Kilian, and they were Epaphrathites from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And when they reached Moab, it says they settled there. It changes from a different word. They went from a temporary dwelling to now where it says they settled there, that they moved there permanently. I think it's very important that you know, especially in the Hebrew, the Old Testament, even more so than the Greek of the New Testament, names meant everything. Just about everything you named, you named it because it, it had meaning. So could I just tell you, when that kind of introduces us in Ruth 1, it says they went to Bethlehem. Bethlehem means the house of bread. Judah means God's place for God's people. Elimelech means God is my king. Naomi means pleasant. Do you get the idea of this little happy family? They're living in, in uh, God's place for God's people, in, in, in the house of praise and bread. And Elimelech means God is my king, and Naomi means pleasant. And then later on, they have a couple of sons. Things must have been getting bad. There must have been a famine in the land. They named their sons Malon and Kilion, which mean sick and pining. How'd you like to name your kids? Hey, sick, come here. Pining, get over here. Quit pining. Come, come here. But, but names mean something. And so we see all of this happening. By the way, Moab is a picture of the world here. And it essentially is saying that they decided they were going to go move to Moab. Let's keep reading. Verse 3. Then Elimelech died. Naomi was left with her two sons. The two sons married Moabite women. One married a woman named Orpah and the other a woman named Ruth. Both, but about 10 years later, they've been living there 10 years, now both Malon and Kilian died. This left Naomi alone without her two sons and her husband. This is interesting. I could just see them when they were living back in Bethlehem, Judah, and the famine comes in the land, and they're coming home, and Elimelech comes home from work, and he keeps seeing for sale signs in front of the houses, and he comes home and says to Naomi, Naomi, what are all these people selling? She said, everybody's selling and moving to Moab because things are better over there, and we don't have it here, and we're not going to make it here. And suddenly, instead of during this time of trial and testing, instead of trusting God to come through, they take it in their hands, and they think, I'm going to go find a better way. Have you ever done that? Have you ever quit trusting God on the journey and felt like you had a better way and you got on the detour of your life? 
And so that's what's happening to them here. And then they go that way. And maybe they had a good life for a while in Moab, but it didn't stay good long because Naomi's husband died and now her two sons died. And all she has left is she has the, the, the two daughter-in-laws. It's not a temporary dwelling. They've been there a while. Maybe you've gone there. Maybe you've been on a drift from God and you've ran from God. You've gotten away from God's place for you. It's been a long time since in your, in your life you say, I'm in God's place for my life. I've got a pleasant life. Man, I'm in the house of bread. I'm enjoying God's goodness and his blessings in my life. Maybe you find yourself away and you miss his presence. This really is a word to those of you that are missing the joy in your God life. You're missing the peace of Christ in your life right now. And the wheels have fallen off your, your life. I want us to see something here for a moment. Why did they detour from God's wonderful plan? They detoured because things had gotten tough. They had a famine. So back to your detour. When things got tough, did you get closer to God? Or did you get away from God? Did you hold on to him like never before and say, God, I, I can't do this without you. Oh, God, I yearn for you. These songs we sang today, I, I lay myself before you, Lord. I need you. I, I'm holding on to you. Or did you just kind of fall away and, and, and lose that, that, not your relationship, but that fellowship? When testings come, we many times fold and we get away from God in our life. I wonder what's happened. Another story similar to that is the children of Israel. You know, the Bible tells us that they wandered in that wilderness for 40 years. It's not like it was a 40-year journey. They could have made that whole journey in, in a few days. But they wandered in the wilderness for 40 days. And I think an epic picture of what happened is they're just finally getting to where they could cross over into Canaan, which was called the Promised Land. And Moses decides to send spies into the land to check it out. So he sends 12 guys, one from each of the tribes. And he sends them out to spy out Canaan. The Bible says they found grapes, the grapes of Eskel. They said the grapes were so big that it took both arms to carry just one grape. I mean, these are big grapes. And, and, and they, they go into the land. And I just want you to hear what 10 of the 12 guys said that went to spy out the land. Now, remember, Israel's been on a detour for 40 years. They've been wandering for 40 years. You would think they wanted to finish getting back in place on the journey, but here's what they say in Numbers 13, picking up in verse 27. Ten of them said, We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it indeed is a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. And here's the kind of... Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, verse 31. We can't go up against, uh, against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought, too, the Bible says. Ten of them went, 
And because they had lived for so long complaining against God and doubting God and not believing God, they went into that land and they saw the giants and felt like they were grasshoppers next to them. But look what the two guys said. Then Joshua and Caleb speak up, Numbers 14 and verse 7. They said to all the people of Israel, The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It's a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. Don't be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey. That word pray is the word lechem. It literally means they are bread for us. Do you see the difference in the two guys and, and the, the, the ten guys? They're bread to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. I want you to see the difference between those of us that doubt God and don't trust God and get off the journey and don't want to find ourselves back before the face of God and those that even though they're going through a detour, maybe they didn't choose it, but they're in it and they're, they're wandering in it, but they've done one thing during that detour. They've kept their eyes on God. They said, I may be here, but God is with me, amen? And he's going to get me through this journey. God will protect us. Back to Naomi. Naomi, back over in uh, the book of Ruth in chapter 1, verse 15, she said, look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her, to her gods. You should do the same. In other words, she said, why don't you go back and be with them? But verse 16, Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God is going to be my God. I want to tell you this, folks. Even when you get away from God, here's what I've noticed in life and ministry. Even when you get away from God, God has his hand on you. And when you come back to God, don't be surprised. You'll bring somebody with you. Naomi came back to God without her husband. She came back without her boys. But she came back with Ruth. Ruth probably would have never heard about God had they not been there. God even used our away time from him to make sure somebody found out about him. And not only is that a cool story, Ruth becomes a part of what's called the scarlet thread of redemption. Jesus was born of the lineage of Ruth. Isn't that cool? I just want to tell you, even when you've gotten on a detour and got away from God, you can come back. You can come back to God. You can come back to what he has for you. The sad thing is, the children of Israel, the Bible says, those ten tribes never made it into the promised land because they never would trust and believe in God, and they kept complaining and they lost faith. It was Joshua and Caleb's tribe that got to go into the promised land because they kept their eyes on the Lord. And for those of you today who didn't choose your detour and someone else hurt you, could I talk to you about a Bible story about that? Do you, do you remember um, Joseph? Joseph in the Old Testament, his brothers sold him into slavery. They were going to kill him, but instead of doing that, they sold him so they could make a little money off of him. He goes, he, he, he is a great worker in, in the province where he is, and, and he's promoted. And as he's promoted, Potiphar is his boss, and Potiphar's wife tries to have an affair with him, and, and he won't do it. And she, she, uh, she, he leaves his coat there, and, and they end up setting him up. And he goes to prison. So his brothers detour him. Now Potiphar's wife has put him on a detour. Neither of them his fault. Even in prison, 
he interpreted the baker and the butler's dreams, the Bible says, several years later, and said to the one, when you get out, would you please tell him that I, I can interpret dreams and get me out of here? And, and the Bible says when the guy got out, he forgot all about Joseph. Most people do that. And so he served another two years before he finally gets out. Now, I just want you to know, here's a kid that was a good kid, his dad's favorite kid, and, and he goes into slavery, and he goes to prison, and he stays in prison for years, and he's finally gotten out. How do you think he's going to act? How do you think he's going to be about this? The Bible says in Genesis 50, when his brothers come and they're there before him, listen to what he says to his brothers. Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he treasured them by speaking kindly to them. I just want to say to you today, whatever detour you've had in your life, this doesn't need to be the end of your story. Now, I want you to come up here a second. I, I, uh, I want to say a couple more words, and then I'm going to do something that I don't often do. I'm going to sing a song with you. I'm going to do that because this song is going to tie into us in just a minute. Detours. Could I just say to you that your detour doesn't have to be the end of your story? As a matter of fact, it can be an epic part of your story. It can be one of the best things about your story. Those of you living in this COVID-19 detour, run to God. He cares about you. He will take care of you. Are you living in defeat? You quit. You're bitter. You let things get to you. Do you know God has a great plan for your life? He dreams dreams for you. He, he has great plans. The, the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah in chapter 29, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Are you looking in the rearview mirror or are you looking in the windshield? Are you looking behind you or are you looking in front of you? Are you angry and bitter about where you are? Or are you looking with anticipation to where you're going? Yeah, a few years ago, I went through the biggest hurtful detour of my life. But it is what happened to get me into my best life. And, and God just simply says, when you go through the valley, I will be with you. When you cross the river, I will be with you. When you climb the mountain, I will be with you. Trust in me. Know that I'm there for you and I'm going to be enough there for you. I think of uh, my friend Kevin Smith. When he lost his eye in the emergency room at Orlando Health, here's what he said. Pastor Dave, I'm a hockey player. I went to hockey high school. I've never done anything past the ninth grade. I don't have a degree. I don't have another profession. What's going to happen? I said, Kevin, God's going to do something great with you. He said, well, then pray with me because I believe that. 
And he's got one of the most wonderful families living up in Canada you'll ever meet. And God's blessed him and done enormous, incredible things with him. And he calls me sometimes and just say, I love you. And I want you to know I love the Lord. And me and Brandy are serving the Lord and our family's doing great. What are you doing with your detour? What are you doing with it? You know, God let us out of Romania. It didn't work. So I hopped in a plane that day and flew over to Albania. And that's where World Hope began. We began to take over the 12 orphanages of Albania. And the thing I thought was the detour that God had closed the door was God opening a door. And when you think the door is closed, realize this. God has a great plan. He thinks good things. He's got good plans for you. You believe that? So years ago, Carmen sang a song. And it was meaningful to me. And it's still meaningful. And I thought of it today. So I'm going to try it. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what the scar. It doesn't matter what the sin. It doesn't matter where you fell. Somewhere along the way, there is healing for your life today. For there's a river that flows from the fountain of God, and it heals everything along the way. I have tasted and know that for every broken heart, there's healing in Jesus' name. I'm going to sing the other verse, but I want to go back and hit that chorus again. I want you all to stand with me and sing it with me. I think you can do it. Simply, there's a river that flows from the fountain of God, and if you don't sing good, don't sing loud. If you sing good, just blow it out, all right? There's a river that flows from the fountain of God, and it heals everything. Along the way, I have tasted and know that for every broken heart, there's healing in Jesus' name. The second verse may fit you a little better. He looks beyond how far you've gone. He looks beyond when you were hurt. He looks beyond who stole your song. He looks beyond what made it worse. He looks beyond where others failed to reach out to you and say, there's healing for your life today. Sing, there's a river that flows from the fountain of God, and it heals everything along the way. I have tasted and know that for every broken heart, there's healing in Jesus' name. I have tasted and know that for every broken heart, there's healing in Jesus' name. Would you bow your heads just a moment? All of our heads bowed, all of our eyes closed. I'm just thinking there's somebody today that needs to get back on the journey.
you've let the detour be your dead end. Nobody's looking around, and I probably don't know most of you in here, but I would love to pray for you. I wonder if there's some today that just by the uplifted hand would say, I want to be back close on the journey with my Lord. I've had a tough detour, but I want to come back to the Lord, and I want to be back on the journey with him. Pastor Dave, pray for me when you pray this closing prayer. If that's you, would you just lift your hands, hold them up a minute, and put them back down. God bless you. God bless you and you and you, yes. Are there others? Pray for me. God bless you. just want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, oh, I thank you that there's healing in our lives because of your Son, our Savior, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you would today, for those of us that have been detoured and have lost sight of you and lost our faith and we've been looking in the rearview mirror at all that happened instead of looking in the windshield at what's going to happen. Lord, help us to trust you today. We want your strong presence in our life. We want to be filled by your spirit. And we know that comes with trust and, and obedience to you. So, Lord, please today heal us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. for spending your Sunday morning with us. If you're new with us today, don't forget to fill out our online connect card. You can go to our website at hopewintergarden.com and click on the I'm new tab. Take a minute to fill that out and then on your way out, stop by the info bar tent and we'd love to put a small gift in your hand. Just a small token of our appreciation for you being here. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. If this is your first time with us, please don't feel any obligation to give whatsoever. We're just so glad you're here. If you did come prepared to give today, there are a few different ways that you can do that. You can give online at hopewintergarden.com or you can text an amount to 84321. You can also drop your gift off with one of our ushers located in the back of the auditorium. Thank you for your generosity. It is truly making a difference in our community and around the world. We want to make sure you are up to date on all that is happening here at Hope Church for you and your family. Check out this week's Hope Happenings. At Hope Church, we believe freedom can be found in community and we are excited to be offering family dinner groups for the month of July. These are one-time dinner hangouts for you to get to know some of the Hope family a little better. Groups are filling up fast, so make sure you check them out today and sign up for the one that is best for you. Visit our website at hopewintergarden.com and click on the Groups tab. You'll find all the info you need there. We would like to invite all the parents of our sixth through 12th graders to join us for a parent Zoom call tonight at 9 p.m as we navigate what the upcoming season looks like with our HOPE students. Please register online for the Zoom ID and your registration enters you in the drawing for some free stuff. You can go to our website at hopewintergarden.com events for the registration. We will see you tonight at 9 p.m. What's up, HOPE kids? Summer's not over yet and we've got some fun things planned for this month. 
Did you register for your free family camp kit? These are designed for four-year-olds through fifth grade. It is filled with activities for a whole week and some fun treats for every kid in the family. If you pre-registered, you can pick yours up today as you leave. If you didn't get a chance to register for one, we got you covered. You can register at the table today and take one home. Also, this Wednesday night, July 22nd at 7 p.m., we are having an epic superhero Zoom event. So get those capes and superpowers ready because the best costume wins a prize. We will have a dance party, games, and prizes for everyone who shows up. You don't want to miss it. Register today at hopewintergarden.com events and feel free to invite your friends to join the party as well. We'll see you this week. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at hopewintergarden.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We have enjoyed being with you today. At this time, we're about to dismiss. So go ahead and get those masks ready. We believe the best is yet to come. And our hope is that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Thanks again for being with us and we will see you next week.